The looming economic transformation that these evil-doing globalists are preparing for us is massive. We've talked about CBDCs quite a bit here. Today, we're going to break down natural asset companies and the Bank for International Settlements proposal to create a global international ledger, uh, a blockchain ledger for tokenizing every single asset in the universe. This is huge, folks, and you have not heard this anywhere all combined into one just yet. Stay with us. Welcome, everybody, to Behind the Deep State. I am your host, Alex Newman. It is wonderful to have you with us today, folks. So uh, the big news uh, breaking just last week, New York Stock Exchange withdrew its proposal for these natural asset companies. Uh, you probably haven't heard of a natural asset company. Stay tuned. This is absolutely huge. And make no mistake, folks, just because they withdrew the proposal does not mean the agenda is dead. In fact, I can guarantee you it is not and the individuals and interests behind this have already made clear that they are not done pushing this yet. When you combine this with what's happening on the CBDC front, with what's happening at the Bank for International Settlements, this global system that they are building, uh, I think it's going to be very clear where this is all going. Now, first, I want to turn to Rosa Coiri. Uh, she she passed away, and uh, she ended up becoming a friend before she passed. A wonderful lady. Uh, she was a Democrat, but uh, her uh, organization, Democrats Against Agenda 21, did a lot of really pioneering and important work exposing this agenda for so-called sustainable development, the UN's agenda for the 21st century. And she described the agenda, she tried to summarize the agenda very concisely, and I love this summary because it will explain to you exactly what all these different things, the CBDCs, the natural asset companies, the carbon credits, and the BIS, Global Unified Blockchain Ledger, have to do with each other. And so here's what Rosa said. She says, it is the blueprint, the comprehensive plan of action for the 21st century to inventory and control all land, all water, all plants, all minerals, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all energy, all law enforcement, all healthcare, all food, all education, all information, and all human beings in the world. She said your energy consumption will be controlled until you can't farm, you can't manufacture, you can't travel, you can't fish, you can't use your land. Productivity and businesses are limited now, and it's going to get worse. So um, that actually goes right along with what just happened at the World Economic Forum. Uh, so they met last week in Davos, Switzerland. We've talked about them quite a bit here on this program. And uh, they actually hosted this year Jojo Mehta. She is the founder of a group called Stop Ecocide. She's a, a close ally of the climate alarmist Greta Thunberg, the little Swedish girl, autistic Swedish girl that they've been exploiting for years uh, to, to push this climate hoax. And I want you to listen to her, this uh, Jojo Mehta at the World Economic Forum, promoting actually the criminalization of farming and mining and fishing and all these other things. Listen to this. This was at the World Economic Forum just last week. 
I mean, ecocide as a word is becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world. And the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organisation and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognised legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do, is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. So mass murder, genocide, torture, yeah, kind of like carbon dioxide emissions, right? We, we need an international legal system to criminalize the side effects of farming, like food production, maybe like feeding people, uh, the side effects of fishing and the side effects of creating energy or the side effects of mining. Folks, think about what these lunatics are saying. Uh, we're talking about criminalizing the systems that make human life possible. Now, as part of this, we're actually moving toward uh, very rapidly a new system of accounting, a new system of money that will underpin the new world order. And they're actually saying this pretty openly. I'm going to share with you a, a clip in just a moment of Pipa Malmgren in 2022 at the World Government Summit on the Arabian Peninsula. And she's going to kind of give you a little hint about what is coming and why this is so significant. Check this out. What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. So there you go, Dr. Pippa Malmgren, presidential advisor, and she's openly telling we're going to a new system of accounting, a new system of digital money that is going to underpin the new world order. She announces it at the World Government Summit. Now, uh, the ESG scam, we've broken that down here. It's pretty famous now, environmental social governance. They want to take our companies, they want to overturn the free market using things like ESG. Well, they want to do that in other ways as well. Now, back in 2013, I exposed in the New American Magazine this push by the Rockefeller Foundation for the creation of so-called benefit corporations. Had a lot of mega banks behind this. Uh, even taxpayers roped into this through the U.S. Agency for International Development, which, of course, works very closely with the CIA, provided millions of dollars toward creating these so-called socially responsible corporate structures that uh, would not so much be focused on profit, but would rather undermine the free market system. So, I mean, it's Agenda 21 written all over it. So these companies would no longer be responsible just for producing profit for shareholders. They would now be able to pursue other goals like sustainability and social justice, environmental 
environmentalism and other alleged public benefits. And uh, this apparently would be good for everybody instead of just shareholders. Now, once they become a benefit corporation, these corporations would then have huge advantages over traditional companies that are actually producing value, maximizing shareholder value. Uh, once they get a certification from the Rockefeller funded group called B Labs, a critical part of this thing, they get these huge tax breaks, they get better access to government contracts, etc. And states all across the country were, were under massive pressure a decade ago to pass these things. Well, on uh, September 29th of last year, the SEC got a uh, request from the New York Stock Exchange to consider a rule that would create this whole new type of company. They call it a natural asset company. And uh, according to this proposal, it would hold the rights to ecological performance. In other words, they, they would be given right to control uh, lands, whether that be you know public lands, uh, national forests, uh, Bureau of Land Management, or even private lands if uh, the private landholders agreed. And in exchange, these lands would be required not to conduct any unsustainable activities, basically the activities that feed, clothe, and heat our homes, uh, farming, mining, things like this, that they claim degrade ecosystems. In other words, uh, these companies would supposedly make money for people, investors, off the land without actually using the land to produce any value. Uh, clearly, what we're talking about here is like carbon credits, right? Well, we'll lock all this land up, and then Al Gore will sell you carbon credits in exchange for, you know, not using this land. It's a total scam, folks. It's a financial ripoff by mega bankers. And one of the key interests here it's called the Intrinsic Exchange Group. They're the ones who actually launched the idea for this a couple of years ago. And surprise! They actually are backed by the Rockefeller Foundation and the Inter-American Development Bank. Uh, they claim they want to create a new market whose assets generate trillions of dollars in ecosystem services annually. Right? That's what they talk about with these natural asset companies. And uh, what they say, according to their thing, is that they would hold the rights to ecosystem services produced by natural working or hybrid lands. Again, the Rockefellers are behind this, folks. Now, we've had a lot of pushback from um, uh, states, from Republican officials. Um, we actually spoke recently with Marlo Oaks. You'll be able to hear some of that. But uh, stay with us. We'll be right back with much, much more on all of this and how it all ties together with this global transformation right after the break. Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Biodigital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it, but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame. The new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collector's issue of The New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, E-N-D-2-0. 
Welcome back to Behind the Deep State. Alex Newman here, the new American. American.com, TheNewAmerican.com. Go check it out, folks. You need to subscribe to the magazine if you have not yet. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about the natural asset companies. Well, Republicans found out about this and were pretty upset. Uh, actually, a group of Republican attorneys general accused the Biden administration of uh, cooperating with Wall Street bigwigs to try to limit how public lands can be used. Uh, they sent a, a really strongly worded letter to the Securities and Exchange Commission saying that, uh, hey, we got to stop this, right? This is ridiculous. They, they said, that this plan would uh, put the lands out of the hands of people who use them for productive purposes, uh, mining, ranching, etc. And a uh, huge letter, folks. You should read it. 16 pages long. But you got a, a lot of different attorneys general, Utah, Kansas, etc., saying that uh, these rules under consideration to create this NIC, along with other rules uh, being considered by the Bureau of Land Management, uh, these would put these uh, conservation easements and things um, off limits to productive uses. So in this letter, they say the proposed rule provides a mechanism for companies whose purpose is not to make money, but instead to lock up land to prohibit productive economic uses thereof to find investors and capital so they can obtain conservation leases and other, quote, ecological performance rights. Uh, they say this proposed rule is part of an interlocking scheme designed to facilitate another agency's violation of the law, namely the Bureau of Land Management's issuance of illegal conservation leases. And folks, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. Now, the Bureau of Land Management denied the charges. Of course, they did. Uh, the AGs behind this letter came from uh, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Idaho, uh, you New Hampshire, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, South Carolina, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Wyoming, lots of these guys. Uh, and also uh, Republicans on the House Natural Resources Committee got very concerned about this as well. They sent a letter to the SEC asking for more information. They said this, uh, the committee is deeply concerned with the potential impact of natural asset companies and the effect that they may have on the management of federal lands, effective conservation of wildlife habitat, and responsible development of natural resources. That's what they said in their letter. Uh, they asked for communications between the SEC, the New York Stock Exchange, and the IEG. And folks, the, the New York Stock Exchange uh, just last week withdrew their request for this rule. But I'll tell you what, they're still pushing it. All right, here's a, a spokesman for the Rockefeller Front Group, IEG. He says, IEG believes NACs are an important innovation and is committed to advancing NACs in the private markets. As an important tool for farmers, investors, sustainability, and conservation, we remain committed to NACs being traded in public markets so that all investors have access to this tool. He says, we look forward to correcting misconceptions about NACs as the public sees the potential as the first NACs progress to market. So they're not stopping with this, folks. They are not stopping with this. Now, uh, Margaret Byfield, um, nice lady. I've interviewed her before. Great lady. She is the executive director of American Stewards of Liberty. She's been really active in this fight. Um, she did a, a great piece for Real Clear Markets last year, late last year, talking about these. She said, you know, how's a company going to make land profitable while also not using it? Well, it's admittedly confusing, she says. Probably intentionally, they're going to profit from this ecological performance, right? In other words, these NACs would then quantify and monetize these natural outputs like air or water or whatever. And so she's saying, basically, you can compare this to, to using the air we breathe as a cryptocurrency controlled by whoever owns these things. And uh, frankly, folks, that's a pretty troubling idea. Uh, she goes on to say that uh, these new companies, that the land belongs to the sovereign nations and private landowners, but can be subject to the control of NACs. And she talks about how China might be able to invest in NACs and effectively be a stakeholder in our national parks. Uh, 
Russia might assume control of some of our lands that are leased to produce oil and gas and place them off limit for natural resource extraction. She points out that the Biden administration has already suggested it would cede these powers to the NAC, that the uh, the Office of the Science and Technology Policy, where John Holdren, the uh, forced population control guy, uh, Barack Obama's science are used to run. They say uh, they're going to create uh, this method to track the values of nature and place these natural assets on the federal balance sheet. Um, folks, this is really, really crazy. You've got, meanwhile, the Bureau of Land Management, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the Forest Service, all taking steps to facilitate this radical transformation. And so Margaret says, a rather new accounting framework will be created by the Intrinsic Exchange Group. Not coincidentally, the NYSE is an investor in IEG and would stand to profit off of the IEG's position as an accounting authority. So folks, this is a huge transition that we're talking about. Uh, if the proposed rule uh, were to have gone through, we would have been in big, big trouble. Now, uh, we don't have a lot of time to get into this. I'll probably do a whole episode on it going forward. But even while all this was happening, and again, NACs are not dead, despite them uh, pulling this rule for now. Uh, but the Bank for International Settlements last year started promoting the idea of this global unified blockchain ledger that would tokenize every asset in the world. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bank for International Settlements, uh, globalist bigwig and Bill Clinton mentor Carol Quigley wrote in the book uh, Tragedy and Hope that they were building a world system of financial control in private hands to dominate the political system of every country and the economy of the world as a whole. He said they wanted a global feudalistic system and that the apex of the system would be the Bank for International Settlements. So it's a really significant private bank owned by the world's central banks, which are themselves, of course, private corporations. Now, uh, in announcing this global ledger system, blockchain ledger, uh, the uh, Hyun Song Shin, he's the head of uh, research at the Bank for International Settlements, says bringing together central bank money, commercial money, and different assets on the same platform, all tokenized and interacting, opens up a whole new range of possibilities. He says this will be a game changer in how we think about money and how transactions take place. Uh, he compared uh, in a media briefing the benefits of this to moving from paper to electronic record keeping. So folks, the way this would work is if you have an asset of some sort, a security, a car, a, a house, uh, a piece of land, a farm, whatever, uh, that would be tokenized and it would be listed on this international blockchain, this international digital ledger. And if you want to buy or sell anything on this digital ledger, you're going to have to interact with that. So you'll do that, of course, with your uh, national digital ID. You'll do that with central bank digital currencies. And uh, at some point, they intend to move everything over there. Now, the BIS said in a report that this, uh, this tokenization of everything has great potential. And so so we need to do it at the international level. They say it would, uh, a, a new financial market infrastructure, this system, would capture the benefits of tokenization by combining central bank money, tokenized deposits, and tokenized assets on a programmable platform. Folks, we're talking about this new global system where everything is going to be digital, everything's going to be on here. Land uh, will be used for things like selling you carbon credits if you want to be able to travel or eat or air condition or heat your home. And then you add to all of that what David Webb of The Great Taking just exposed, this uh, former banker who just outlined this plan where they were going to collapse the economy. And where you, you think you own your securities. You think you own your stocks. You think you own these bonds that are in your portfolio. What he explained is that they have changed the laws now in all of the states, and this is happening internationally as well, where you actually don't own these things. You, you are entitled to certain benefits from these things. But if and when the system collapses, which he suggested could be coming very soon, 
all of these assets that you think you own, your your stocks and all these companies, your bonds, whatever's in your 401k, right, your, your uh, treasury securities, et cetera, all of it will end up in the hands of this tiny elite that intend to, as uh, the World Economic Forum told us uh, some years ago, make sure that by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. So folks, when you put all of these things together, the, the natural asset companies, the benefit corporations, the central bank digital currencies, this bank for international settlements, uh, blockchain ledger, the great taking that David Webb broke down. Uh, what you realize is we are being set up for a massive fleecing of all of humanity. I mean, they, they have plans here to wipe out the middle class and completely transform the global economy. What's left of the free market would die and we would move into this globalist controlled technocratic system, stakeholder capitalism as Klaus Schwab calls it, where you own nothing and you're happy. Everything happens digitally and um, everything is surveilled and controlled and, and AI will datamine all this till you're blue in the face. So folks, we have to stop this. We have to resist this. We cannot tolerate this. And uh, this little victory with the New York Stock Exchange pulling the request to the SEC to come up with this new rule, uh, it's a little victory, right? And, and, and the ESG you know, is collapsing all around us too. But folks, do not think that these totalitarian evildoers are going to walk this back. They take two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. So, yeah, we've got these little victories to put under our belt. Yeah, the, the natural asset companies rule uh, is for now dormant. Yeah, the ESG seems to be becoming less and less fashionable, but these totalitarians will be back. The only way to stop them is to remain vigilant now and tomorrow and forever. And you must do that for the sake of your children. Go to thenewamerican.com, sign up for the magazine, become a subscriber to the print magazine, sign up for the free daily headlines that you'll get every day in your inbox, or you can get them weekly if you prefer. But uh, folks, the key to winning this battle is to build an informed electorate and to become active in everything that is going on. So get over to thenewamerican.com, get over to jbs.org, sign up, find local folks involved in these battles, get networked, get involved. And again, it begins with educating ourselves. So we're just scratching the surface here. We'll have much more for you in the weeks and months ahead. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Alex Newman, Senior Editor at The New American. Until next time, God bless you all. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence proclaims God-given rights, and we intend to protect them. Working with people like you for over 50 years, preserving freedom and building a better tomorrow. Safeguarding the Constitution by limiting government power. We are restoring liberties, educating voters, and leading the freedom movement. Join with us. United, we will defend our rights. We are all Americans. We are the John Birch Society.